0: Every now and then you have a bit of an off night and maybe this one came against the Sharks. Maybe it's going to be one of the worst nights the Jets have all year. But either way, Winnipeg lost a huge stinker against the San Jose Sharks, the worst team in the NHL. We'll dive into what went wrong and how the Jets can right the ship before their game against LA on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app create an account and be sure to use promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Stay tuned to hear more about how game time can save you time and money buying your favorite event tickets. Now, like I said, last night was, uh, yeah, it was not a movie, right? It was a movie. If you're a Sharks fan, not so great. If you're a Jets fan, Winnipeg, uh, played a pretty bad first period, which we talked about. And then the Jets did in fact wake up for the rest of the game against the Sharks, But the problem with this one was that, you know, the Jets went behind early and it took them a lot of effort to try and claw their way out of a deficit against the Sharks team that is last in the league in almost every statistical category. And thanks to this win for San Jose, they're no longer last in the NHL in the standings. So uh, yay, I guess, for the Sharks. Terrible for the Jets, though. And I think this is one of those games where, you know, even with Kyle Connor sidelined, you just have to beat the Sharks. Right. San Jose has recently had some games where they've come back and almost embarrassed a number of pretty decent teams like, you know, the, the Vegas Golden Knights. They embarrassed the Red Wings. So, like, they're not going to sit there and just take it. Right. They've actually been pretty proactive. They've come back in these games and they they are a team that will fight. But you cannot let yourself get outplayed by a team because I don't know if the Jets were not taking them seriously uh, or trying to conserve energy for the L.A. game. But you have two points available to you, and Boursois put up an amazing performance, and it feels like the Jets just wasted it. They had five power plays, and they scored on zero of them. The even-strength finishing was almost non-existent, and Winnipeg just wasn't all that dangerous for much of the game. When Winnipeg finally did get into good shooting areas, they either missed the net or, you know, uh, Blackwood made a couple of decent saves and all some really nice ones here and there. But it just felt like the Jets had so many chances to put the Sharks away And of course, of course, Winnipeg gets a penalty late and uh, Logan Stanley turns the puck over in a horrible manner, sets up an an, an entire sequence and the Sharks score and went off of that for the rest of the game. So just a really ugly loss. I feel like, you know, and look, I'm not going to sit here and rant too much about it, but like the Jets just can't be dropping points like this. Uh, You know, the season's a long year, you know, a long season, right? 82 games. And obviously, in the grand scheme of things, one or two losses here and there doesn't really shape, you know, as much of your destiny as we might make it out to be. But at the end of the day, right, Winnipeg really wants to get an early lead in the standings. They want to secure a nice spot in the Central Division. You don't want to have to try and make up tons of ground later in the year when the injuries are likely to start mounting and you are fighting with all these other teams who are making trades, bringing in acquisitions, and likely trying to challenge for the same spot. So Winnipeg really has, you know, a great opportunity here to get a couple of points against a weak opponent, and instead they just blew it. Uh, it was a really bad game. Um, and and like even when the Jets started out playing San Jose for the second half of the game, It was just too little too late, and it was really frustrating. Uh, The the highlight of the evening was, I guess, the Brendan Dillon goal. But, you know, other than that, I, I just, it's frustrating, right, to see this team and know that they've been much, much better in the past and to see them not really show up for an entire period against the Sharks. It's just not good enough, and I think the team would probably say the same thing. I'm sure the players were not happy with their performance. I'm sure that they looked at this loss and probably felt embarrassed by it. San Jose has, what, like 10 wins this year now? Uh, Not great for the Jets, not a great look for the team. And even with the loss of Kyle Connor, you know, the Jets still had more than enough firepower to get through this game. And yet for, you know, 20 to 25 minutes, Winnipeg looked like it was skating in quicksand. Just not the kind of look that you want if you want to be taken seriously as a contender. Now, I think what it does show is that the Jets definitely still have some needs and they kind of need to make some trades. I think the longer that they let this go, uh, I know Kyle Connors actually expected to miss six to eight weeks. Uh, Jets doctors did confirm it earlier today. So that timeline's right. But like Winnipeg has quite a few games between now and his likely return. And even when Kyle Connor was healthy, it's not like this team was playing at the peak of its its power, right? I honestly think ever since uh, Bones took over again, this team just hasn't really been all that great. And like, obviously under Arneal, there were definitely mistakes and things and some performance aspects that weren't up to snuff, but I felt like the team at even strength was rolling a lot better than it is now. And I didn't really expect to see that. I didn't expect to even think about having Arneal back, but I felt like under Scott, things were just working a lot better than they are now. And maybe it's just a small sample size bias, Maybe I'm letting things cloud my judgment, but some of the stuff that we're seeing with how Bones has approached ice time and usage, uh, you know, the handling of Perfetti, it's continuing trends that we saw last year, and that stuff didn't work for the Jets then, and it's not working for the Jets now. So, you know, Winnipeg, I I don't know, it's weird, right? You you don't really want to complain because the team is in a really good spot overall, but you're starting to see some of these cracks form, and they're the sorts of things that are going to, turn into big fissures and cause serious problems for this team uh you know the special teams which we have on the docket to talk about in just a little bit they are nightmarishly bad right now and they really shouldn't be like this Jets power play has enough skill to actually be pretty decent the Jets penalty kill should also be pretty decent it shouldn't just be down to Hellebuck and Bersua bailing the team out every single night like the Jets just have to be better and it's disappointing to see them you know fold under this pressure because I know that they're capable of more. We've seen how this team can really be awesome when it steps up. And when there's like that next man up mentality, we've seen this team just play better. So yeah, a lot of frustration from these games. This road trip has kind of been nightmarish. I know that they beat the ducks, but let's be honest, right? It wasn't the most convincing of wins despite the scoreline and the sharks loss. Even if the jets did outplay the sharks, like congrats, You beat up on a really bad team and you still lost. So a lot of frustration, a lot of stuff that I'm sure the players aren't thrilled with. And, you know, the the Jets then have to face the Kings, which they're currently doing so right now. And we'll talk about how that's going. Spoiler, not not great if we're being honest. But, of course, the Jets have uh, one really big problem that we need to talk about because it has the potential to really derail part of this season if Winnipeg can't fix it sooner than later and we'll talk about why the special teams continue to be a bit of a sore spot for the Jets in just a bit. Before we go any further though I did want to shout out our friends and partners at game time. When it comes to buying tickets to your favorite event obviously we know that uh, well things get expensive very quickly. You buy tickets and you think to yourself well I'm getting a great event I'm going to see my favorite band or my favorite sports team. But guess what? That $50 purchase might turn into $100 real quick with hidden service charges and all sorts of add-on fees. GameTime knows all of the pain and suffering that you've gone through and they want to offer you a great alternative. GameTime offers you last minute deals, all-in prices and views from the venue that you're attending because they want you to see what you're actually paying for. You don't like those surprises where you find you're sitting behind a giant column, right? I don't think that you I don't think anyone does. Maybe the people who go to like the, you know, Fenway Park enjoy doing that for a, a bit of a laugh. But if you actually want to see the game and your favorite event, you gotta you gotta actually have like an in-venue view. And game time wants you to make sure that you're not just wasting your money, right? They've got tons of flash deals, too. They always keep last-minute tickets, uh, last-minute ticket deals rotating, and they come with a lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and so much more. So if you want to take the guesswork out of buying tickets, go download GameTime right now, create an account, and be sure to use LockedOnNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply, create an account, and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for rejoining us in tonight's episode as we are talking about uh, some some real big issues with the Jets recently. And, you know, I, I don't want to, like, overstate things, but obviously I think we're seeing some cracks where, Uh, Maybe some of the scoring talent and some of the top six performances were masking these issues from before. And now that Kyle connor has gone, things are starting to uh, unravel slightly. Not to a level where I think it's like panic, panic time, but enough to say, well, the Jets still have a lot of work to do and they need to make some deals. Now, one thing we definitely have to hit the panic button on is the special teams. Before we talk about why, just wanted to talk about something really cool that the Lockdown Network is up to we have launched the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube locked on sports. Today is here for you 24 seven covering the top stories from around the leagues. And you know, they feature our local experts and our national shows giving you all of the stories of the day. So go to locked on sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national 24 seven streaming sports channel. Now coming back to the Jets, I know that we've talked about the power play a number of times this year, and honestly, not just this year, past seasons too. For one reason or another, the Jets just continually have crap special teams, and I hate to use it in such a crass way, but I feel like we just have to be honest about it, right? The power play is inexcusably poor, and I I say that as having seen what this Jets power play was a few years ago. It was an unholy menace. We all remember that when the Jets were good, this power play literally just dissected teams. It was like it wasn't even fair. Uh, Winnipeg could piece apart almost any PK diamond with ease, and it wasn't even a question. You, You saw the Jets' power play out there. You figure one out of every three times they were scoring. They were that good. They were scary to teams. And then you factor in the fact that at even strength, they were a monster. This team basically had, like, everything at one point. And now, you know, At even strength, they're reasonable, Uh, sometimes really good, but recently not quite as effective. But the special teams, man, holy mercy, have they fallen off in a big way. The power play is, for me, one of the worst things that I see on a routine basis. The Jets' power play, for one reason or another, just doesn't seem to work. Um, I think one issue we see is, like, Morrissey at the point is just not really rotating the puck fast enough, and I feel like when we see him working on the perimeter uh, especially at the blue line area, you know, I almost wanted him to go back to the half wall, which sounds really weird because that was kind of a silly experiment. Not one that I would say was the most successful, but I feel like Morrissey as more of a shooting option on that right wing is probably more effective than him slowly passing it at the point. I feel like that pivot that they try to do uh, to, to reverse and switch the play just doesn't really create much danger. It's too slow It takes too much time, and often, you know, Morsi actually gets caught on odd man rushes when he coughs the puck up at the blue line. So a lot of reasons to, I think, make an adjustment there. Uh, As to who you would probably put up at the blue line, I guess you could try Ehlers. He does make some really risky passes, so I don't know if that's necessarily the best choice, but if you're looking for somebody who can create space and start overlaps and rotations and create chaos and disorder with PK Diamonds, Ehlers is probably your most disruptive player right now. I also kind of wonder about maybe going back to having uh Shifley in the slot. I know that he's been hovering around the faceoff circles on either flank, but I feel like Shifley was always at his best when he was down the middle, right? That's where he makes his money. I know that they're using Velarde there right now, but Shifley just has the speed release to be um, kind of like that trigger man down low. He can get the shot off almost immediately He's got great hand-eye coordination, and when he's in the slot, he draws a ton of attention. And he has just an elite scoring ability that not many guys on this team do, especially from tight angles and small spaces. When he was doing that a few years ago for the the, the really amazing Jets squad that used to exist, that's where Winnipeg's power play just ripped opponents apart, right? Like, if you get to that dangerous slot area, no question, Shifley's going to punish teams for it. So, you know, I, I could see that being a potential solution, I also feel like, um, you know, the, the the general stagnancy that we see with the power play continues to be a problem. Guys just aren't really moving all that much off the puck. And I feel like, you know, they wait for mistakes. They wait for things to happen. But what ends up really being the issue for the Jets is, you know, with all the static move or lack of movement and the staticness that we see, you know, most PK diamonds don't actually have to do all that much. They maybe shift over a few feet here and there. They then collapse and close off the slot. And the Jets just keep passing and cycling it around. Then they'll take a point shot that goes off of somebody's, uh, you know, shin guard up high. And then the puck bounces out into the neutral zone and either creates a counter or the Jets take like 30 minutes getting back into the zone. So there's just a lot of stuff that doesn't really seem to work. And like the power play hasn't really improved at all this season. So I don't know what to do, right? I keep thinking about ways to improve it. And instead, you know, the Jets power play just remains the same as it ever was. And it's a shame because I know this team has more than enough skill to make this a really, really dangerous weapon. And honestly, when you're not finishing well at 5v5, you have got to have that power play rolling. It is like you're saving grace. It is your trump card in so many scenarios. And like the PK is not good, right? The PK is still conceding goals. Uh, that's going to be something that we even talk about on, you know, this this Kings game from the first period tonight. But, like, eh, you know, it is what it is, right? I would rant about it more, but we've already spent so much time over the years talking about special teams. It continues to be a huge problem, and it's really hurting Winnipeg this season in games where, you know, if they just had even an average power play, it would be so much better. They would have beaten the Sharks pretty badly. They had so many chances to put San Jose away and get two points. But thanks to a dog crap power play and a mediocre PK, and, you know, going with that eleven-seven 7 arrangement stuff that's just nonsense, I, I don't understand. Uh, you know, maybe there will all be some explanation at some point that makes it a little bit easier to stomach. But I tell you what, this team feels like it's handicapping itself and it's frustrating because we all know this team can be so much better. But as the saying goes, it is what it is. We'll talk about how this West Coast trip has gone and how it's currently going against the Kings in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, did want to talk about a cheerier topic and let you know about Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Shifley could score 50 goals, the Jets could hoist the Stanley Cup, and you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked on NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, and especially hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. For those of you who are stats nerds and love tracking everything from save percentage to goals to assists and so much more, this is your time to shine. If you think you know McDavid, McCarr, McKinnon, Ehlers, Shifley, Ovechkin, and the rest better than sleepers projections, and you beat either a, a plus or minus projection, uh, you know more or less than what sleeper thinks they're going to do, and you get eight of those categories right, you could win 100 times your cash. Eight stats categories, pick correctly, 100 times your cash. What are you waiting for? Start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big with Sleeper. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and it'll get up to a $100 match on your very first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts in tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, guys, thank you so much for rejoining us in these closing thoughts of tonight's episode as we talk about what has kind of been a, uh, a bit of a nightmarish trip for the Jets, right? The, the West Coast swing has been awful for Winnipeg. They lost to the worst team in the NHL in the Sharks. They lost Kyle Connor, even though they beat the Anaheim Ducks. And like, it could have been worse with Connor, right? It could have been for the season or or just maybe a three or four month gap, only a month and a half to two months uh, at the high end. So yay, I guess, but by the same token, right? I think this trip is really showing how fragile this team is and how few injuries they really can afford. If it was like a Niederreiter, right? You know, Nino is a phenomenal player. He's awesome. We love him, but the Jets could probably handle... Uh, rearranging the lines and, and allocating his minutes a little more effectively than they can with somebody like KFC. The Jets don't have anyone internally that they can rely upon who's even close to Connor's f- impact and effectiveness, and especially his elite release, right? And let's be real, right? That 27, 80, 81, and 55 line was cooking with, like, not just gas, but, like, mainline oil, right? That That team was burning opponents alive, and that line was just annihilating the opposition. So... To see Connor come out and, like, the team just really become deflated, it's it's been tough to watch. And, like, the Kings game so far, the Jets are already down 2 Uh They've already conceded the power play goal. And, you know, it, it just feels like the Jets are not necessarily being exposed as frauds. I don't think that's a fair assessment. What I'll say about the Jets, though, is I think we're seeing, you know, just how much they need in trade, right? You need a really good puck-moving blue liner. And you need a really good top six forward who can not only score, but also bring transition ability. That is something that the Jets don't really have enough of. Uh, Winnipeg's transition game is just sort of average, I would say. It's not like the worst it's ever been, but it's pretty lackluster when Ehlers is not on the ice. That's kind of where like I think Gustafson has generally been pretty decent, is getting the puck up the ice. That dude is like relentless on the forecheck. He is a beast along the walls. He hasn't put it all together in other areas, but you can see what might happen if you pair him with legit skill. There's a good player there. I think you just have to give him the right conditions to really succeed. But, you know, other than that, right, how many guys are really talented with moving the puck up the ice on this team? And the truth is, not as many as the Jets probably need. If you get those two pieces in a trade, I think things for this team start to look a lot better. And that's where I really feel like, the, the the Jets and uh, the Flyers potentially matching up and pairing up together for a deal for, like, Konechny and Walker interests me a lot more. So long as the Jets can make the money work, I really feel like there's a natural alignment of needs and fits right there. Is it the best deal the Jets could make? I don't know. You know, Butchnevich would probably be, like, the greatest gift for mankind coming to this Jets team, and with St. Louis firing Craig Berube, Obviously, there's now uh, the possibility that the Blues are about to go into fire sale mode. And if Armstrong really does clear up the roster, Booch has to be at the top of the list for the Jets. Uh, Konechny, I think, is probably somewhere up there in, in desirability. Sean Walker, as part of a package deal, would be sick, uh, especially if you can move some salary off to make that happen. But like, all I can say is the Jets... Definitely are struggling to keep up with a team like L.A. I think this game has unfortunately shown uh, some some rough stuff for the Jets here and some things that I think Winnipeg is not going to love in terms of them looking slow and the Kings looking fast. And, you know, look, you can complain about the call that led to the first goal um, on the power play. You can complain about uh, Hellebuck maybe not being as sharp on the second goal. But the reality is the Jets have been being, you know, are are being outplayed, right? That's kind of the bottom line. Winnipeg hasn't been that great. And it it just, it's continuing a trend of, of not great play recently, especially coming off of the heels of a bad sharks loss. And like, I get that it's consecutive nights of play. And obviously LA is not, you know, the, the shortest jaunt from uh, Winnipeg, right? You know, you go from San Jose to LA uh, after having had quite a big, big flight to, to the sharks arena, but it's just yeah all i can say is we really need to see better from the jets and we've got to see it fast cuz you don't want this to snowball into something that carries home and starts to haunt the jets we saw what happened last year with that and i think we've all seen enough of the the losing morale and the the the, the drop in spirit right we want to see this team do well and we know that they can we've seen them do it before Now it's time for them to prove it and also maybe get some reinforcements to help them get to that point. But let me know what you think of the current state of the team. Are you happy with how they've played? What do you think they still need? Drop your thoughts in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Come back here tomorrow with some closing thoughts on the game against the Kings, and hopefully I get to report a victory. Be nice for once, right? But like I said, that's all the time that we have. Thanks for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.